everybody. Welcome back to the Tipsy Ghosts. We're your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hi, hey guys. Hi. I have some questions. Obviously, you Lindsay's do. favorite questions. I hate would you rather questions. Oh. It's not a would you uh, rather. Okay. okay. I know the answers already, but I want to talk about it. Oh, so it's a right or wrong. Okay. No. <laughs> These aren't personal get to know you questions. <laughs> They're icebreakers. Thank you. Okay, gotcha. Um, parallel parking or drive around the block until you find regular parking? Drive around the block until you find regular parking. Parallel park. Drive around the block. You're wrong. A hundred percent. Even if I knew how to parallel park, I wouldn't do it because people would be judging me. Like, I know how to park park, but I really don't like doing it in front of people because they're all just focused on me. And they're like, ooh, she's awful. I would parallel park if there is either a car not in front of me or behind me. Like, if I have space. So you can just draw, drive in? Or or back in. No, if I can just I can get, drive in, sure. I can get out of parallel no. parking. That's not the problem. It's getting into it. I can't do very well. This is one of my hidden talents. I know. You are a good parallel parker. I, I'm very good. But it's because I grew up in a town where we parallel parked all the time sure. on these side streets. And when I went to college there, you had to parallel park. There was nothing else to do. So I also went to college practice. there and I just drove around until I could find an <laughs> actual parking spot. I don't know. I don't have the patience for that. Okay, if you can only have three toppings on your burger, mm. what are you choosing? Does cheese count as a topping or no? Absolutely. Does condiments count? Well, duh. Yeah, but individually. Like liquids or just vegetables. Individual <sighs> things. It's hard. Three toppings. I know. Should only be three? Be, especially when you're going to count cheese as a condiment. Fine. It's got to be cheese, uh-huh. ketchup, and onion. Okay. I'd say cheese mayonnaise and lettuce okay combination of you both cheese properly pepper back pe- pe- pepper back pepper back pepper back <laughs> baby thank you for you i'm so glad you both understand exactly where my head went, <laughs> went to chili's baby back ribs commercial. Yes, that's exactly where i was yes okay. um pepper jack or cheddar <laughs> caramelized onions and mayonnaise okay. okay i like all those things but what topping would you never put on your burger? I mean, sometimes I can get kind of experimental with burger topping. So there's a lot of gross things I wouldn't put on it. But. Tomato. I mean, if I had to nix one of them, it'd probably be lettuce. Tomato would be mine that I would have to take off, but I will eat a burger with tomato. I don't mind it. I but if I had to take one off, it would probably be that. If my tomato is in ketchup form, I'll struggle through it. But if it's in you know, I didn't know you like tomato form, them that much. Actually, I might say mustard. Hate. Not a big fan of mustard. Hate tomatoes. Huh. Huh. Now I know. What is something totally useless that you still have memorized? Oh, no, not this again. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> My claim to fame? I can say the alphabet backwards. Prove it. Z-Y-X-N-W-V-U-T-S-R-N-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K-J-I-H-T-F-E-D-C-B-A. She has a song. I love it. Okay. Useless. I thought they, so in my class, they made it like start slow and then sped up. Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T. My my elementary school failed me because I never learned the alphabet backwards. This was not taught by the alpha, or by the school. <laughs> I just wanted to learn it. So I memorized it. because you, oh, So you could spell Mississippi really so fast. That's your tune. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's the alphabet song, but backwards. <laughs> Okay, Clever. sure. Why did I not know that? Uh, how is it not the album? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, I didn't catch it. Okay. 
I got you what? now. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. Okay. That's where the tune is from. Okay. It's not mine. It's not original. What's yours? Oh, I can say all 50 states. <laughs> Prove it. We don't need to. We don't have no. time for that. <laughs> Capitals are just the states. Just, just the, the states. states. Okay. There's a song. She knows it. Do you know the song? I don't know the song. She's got to sing it now. I remember a capital in, um, of the countries of like South America and the capitals of those countries in a song form, but... Also useless. Quito, Ecuador, Lima, Peru, Bogota, Colombia, Bogota, Colombia. That's catchy. Yes, thank you. Right. Um, the th- most useless information I probably have is memorizing. I still have like my home phone number from when I was five. Oh, yeah. memorized yeah that same, is no longer same. in service yeah so like self like phone numbers that i don't need to know anymore okay yeah. but i'm dying to know the song once you said i couldn't sing it you can sing a part of it sing a part of it i don't need to hear all 50 but that's all i know okay start just the beginning and then we'll cut you off alabama alaska arizona arkansas california colorado connecticut and more good job no that was good so alphabetical order too <laughs> yes of course okay. I I have that memorized. It is stuck in my head forever. I have not taken math since senior year of high school. If you need me to sing the 50 State song in alphabetical order. That's beautiful. I'm your girl. And if you're like me and sometimes need a brain boost to help you remember information, you should try Magic Mind. I love it because it's so easy to take with me to work or on the go. And I don't have to worry about drinking a large volume. It also gives me energy and helps me focus. It's helped to cut way back on my coffee intake, which is huge. It's helped me with my memory so I can remember super important things like all 50 states in alphabetical order. That is important and you've proven it tonight. It's made with all natural ingredients, including ashwagandha, which hello, that's been around forever. And it's also been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety. If you're interested in checking out Magic Mind, go to the website at magicmind.com slash ghost20 and get up to 56% off your first subscription or 20% off your first purchase. There's a 100% money back guarantee, no questions asked. So again, it's magicmind.com slash ghost20 and use the code ghost20. Another fun fact about me is I went to San Diego recently. You did. And I had lots of fun. Did lots of things. On a bird scooter. Stuck my... No. Which we have told you many times are death traps, but you... Did you listen to us? No. You tried it anyways. I uh, had a run-in with a bird scooter. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Um, My husband really wanted to ride e-bikes. Yeah, those are fun. Electric bikes. Yeah. That would be fun. I would do that over a scooter. I thought that I would fall off. And so I was like, I don't want to do any of that. I'm just going to use my two legs, right? And so... We went along the coast of La Jolla, a very beautiful, affluent part of town. Sandan. Sandan. I'm going to call it Sandan. <laughs> I think it's like on the outskirts, but yeah, it's it's close enough. Um, its claim to fame is that it has lots of sea lions and seals, mm-hmm. and yep. I could watch them for hours, and I did. But so we were walking around along the beach, and then we went a little too far, and I was like, oh, God, that's a long way back, because we just wanted to go eat, but just... You know, on the horizon, like a gift from heaven, were bird scooters. And I was like, I was already feeling bad because we couldn't go on e-bikes because I didn't want to. So I was like, okay, it's a far way to go. Will you be happy if we just do bird scooters? He's like, yeah, sure. I had never ridden a bird, so I had to download the whole app, upload my driver's license of all things. 
Now and you know why. It's like, hey, um, let's do the tutorial before you go. And I was like, okay, hang on, Mike. I need to do the tutorial. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you don't need a tutorial. I'll teach you as we go. Famous last words. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'll just speed this along. I was in an intersection, tried to turn, got scared, freaked out. My mind went on self-preservation mode. And so I was like, okay, I can't do the scooter anymore. My brain can't handle it. Let's just stop and get off the scooter. But the scooters go approximately 30 miles an hour. And the scooter in my body kept trying to go 30 miles an hour, but my brain was just going to step off into the pavement. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up flinging forward and skidding along the asphalt in front of strangers. Death traps. Of all things. That uh, That was more painful to me than the actual wounds that I got. The knee, the hand, and your pride. Both knees, my foot, my hand. My pride hurts the most. I'm so sorry. The pride will take longer to heal. <laughs> I don't, if ever. Well, see, that will never heal. <laughs> no, 10 years from now, she's going to be like, oh my gosh, do you guys remember when we, I fell off the bird? And we're going to be like, yes, we do. I am convinced that those people still think about me every night. Like, ooh, I hope that girl's okay. Ooh. I can guarantee you they I have not thought about you since. Listen, there is something about <laughs> skinning your knee as an adult that is mortifying. I don't know how to explain it, but I did the same thing walking my dog in front of a whole parking lot full of people that just got out of church. Do you remember when I fell at a ghost investigation flat on my face? Yes, and then we laughed at you. (laughs) And people asked if I was okay. Uh, And I sprained my ankle. uh, Yes, I remember. uh, (laughs) Well, if it makes you feel any better, karma got me. (laughs) Karma got me. I I sprained my knee. (laughs) I am convinced. Anyway, so I went to San Diego. Had a great time. She's got a flashback of me. Remember how your ankle rolled and your hair flew in different directions? We were like, whoa. No. Are you good? We laughed. We were not like, whoa. (laughs) No, you were not. That is the whole point. (laughs) Random people said, oh my gosh, are you okay? As my friends are laughing. And I said, not really. (laughs) I'm sorry. I have a problem. I I might have laughed at falling off the bird. Initially. Initially. I would have gotten it together. But when you told us via text. He said, he's like, he looked over and he's like, I saw you skidding. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Oh no. When you told us via text, we said, oh no, are you okay? see you couldn't see the laughter you couldn't hear it <laughs> you couldn't see it or hear it even i sent my wound pictures i didn't laugh I at your wound you. picture no but I'm... when i got the text that said i fell off a bird scooter i went oh <laughs> oh no <laughs> of course she <you> did <laughs> and here i am i survived okay so where did you go in san diego <laughs> well i went many places But one of the things (laughs) that I did was go to one of San Diego's most haunted locations, the Whaley House. Ooh. I'd heard about it from various TV shows, the ghost shows that have been there over the years, but I, A, didn't remember much, just knew that it was haunted, and uh, B, had never been there, so I went, and I thought it was great, so I wanted to share the story with you. Please do. Thomas Whaley was born in 1823 to a Scottish-Irish family who immigrated to Plymouth in 1722. Permission to call him T-Whale. Yeah. I love that. Twail. 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 Plymouth. That's a long ways away from Plymouth. Some might say the other side of the country. That's like on the (laughs) other side of the country. How'd they get there? Well, he lived in New York. Oh, okay. Until around 1849 when he came to San Francisco, California, around 1849. 
still. <laughs> it was 1849. This is great. <laughs> the year has Got not it. changed. <laughs> As always, 1849. Got during it. the gold rush. Uh, oh, yeah. That's why. Obviously. The money. Yeah. And he and a business partner set up a store to sell hardware and mining equipment. Yeah. That's actually That's pretty smart. Obvious move. It I don't want to dig for gold myself, but I'm going to sell the stuff they need. Right. Because there's so many people coming in. They're right. going to need equipment. Yeah. Entrepreneur. That is smart. E- yes. Good job, T-Whale. That is a common theme. So he had to sail, though, from New York to San Francisco. This was pre-Panama Canal. How long do you think it took to, to sail? To sail? Yep. Where did they sail? Where New did they York. go? Around um, all the way south? They yeah. got to go all the way under Mexico. 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 Also South America. I was going to say they had to go below South pre- America. Oh, they had to go below. Yeah, Isn't there like this pre-Panama Canal? Canal. Oh. Um, so they didn't have anywhere to cut through. They had to go I'm all going the way to say down. six months. I was going to say months. Okay. You got to be more specific than Can months. we be specific in days? Uh, 180 days. I'll say I'm going to round up to 200. 365 days. 208. <laughs> Yay. So Twail. Oh, yeah, Twail. Yeah. He sailed. His, Twail sailed. His <laughs> business flourished until it was destroyed by a fire, after which he moved to San Diego. That is a bummer. Okay. He set up more businesses with several different, different business partners. And although he was described as a hothead, he was very successful, making enough money to return to New York in 1853 to marry his sweetheart, Anna Eloise Delaney. That is a beautiful name. It is. So this means he sailed back to New York. Oh, my. So another seven months. And then sailed together back to San Diego. It's a lot of sailing. That's a very long honeymoon is what that is. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thomas purchased land and designed and built the Whaley House. Okay. He was super proud of himself, saying, quote, my new house will be the handsomest, most comfortable, and convenient place in town or within 150 miles of here. Okay. Specific, but okay. (laughs) It was considered a mansion at the time and furnished with mahogany and rosewood furniture, Brussels carpets, and damask, damask? Drapes. Damask. I know what you mean, but yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. Special don't ask me. fancy drapes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was praised as, quote, the first of its kind and finest home in Southern California, end quote, and was the first two-story brick structure in the area. Okay. Special. For that time, yeah. it was a mansion. Really, it's just a two-story brick house. Right. It's like a middle-class house. It. These days, yes. Yes, these days. Um, But then it was much more than just a home. So the Whaley House was a gathering place for the entire San Diego community. It was San Diego's first commercial theater, the county county courthouse, and a bilingual general store. The courthouse was originally just a large room used to store grain, but that wasn't very lucrative. So in order to make more money... Twail rented the room out to the county, and it was turned into a courthouse. And the room is still set up that way to this day. Was he, like, living in there with his family during this time? Yep, but he just had a large open room, and the county rented it out. That's how I remember it from the shows. And there was a courthouse. As for the theater, Thomas 
was not a big theater fan, but he was a big money fan and (laughs) (laughs) he was able to make lots of it by renting out the second floor of his home to the traveling, quote, Tanner Troupe, which was a comedy variety show. Within three weeks, the leader, Tanner Troupe, died of what was rumored to have been syphilis. People report now an entity playing with their hair. Jealous, but okay. Whispering in their ears, touching them in a flirtatious way. (gasps) And some report seeing the curtain swaying and a person peering out from behind it. Peekaboo. It's me. It's me. Jeff the Mongoose. Twelve. Steve. Steve. (laughs) Twelve. Take your your pick. I'm all those things. Uh, Thomas and Anna had six children. Francis, called Frank, Thomas Jr., Anna Amelia, George, Violet, and Corinne Lillian, who just went by Lillian. Got it. And that's where the happy times end. Thomas Jr. died of scarlet fever when he was 18 months. Mm-hmm. There was a fire in the general store area of the house. The Whaley's then briefly moved back to San Francisco, but returned nine years later to fix up the house and give it another shot. Violet and Anna, Anna Amelia, were married on January 5th, 1882. So on the same day. Okay. Um, Anna Amelia married her first cousin, John Whaley. Okay. Violet married a George Bartolucci, who appeared, who disappeared during their honeymoon. Mm. So he was there one day, and then she woke up the next day, and there was a letter. And it turns out that he was a con artist who married Violet only to get close to the Whaley fortune. And when he discovered he wouldn't be able to get any money, he left. Aw, what a jerk. The divorce took over a year to finalize, but by that time, Violet would never recover from the shame. So, of course, this is... Into the 1800s, the town wouldn't p- look past the scandal, and her status and reputation were ruined. One night, though, at the age of 22, Violet took her father's gun, snuck out to the outhouse for privacy, and shot herself in the chest. Oh, gosh. So, Twaley heard the shots, found Violet, and carried her inside the home where she died um, with her family by her side. In her suicide note, she left an excerpt from a poem by Thomas Hood that said, Mad from life's history, swift to death's mystery, glad to be hurled anywhere, anywhere out of this world. That is very sad. That is awful. I don't like it. Lillian was engaged at the time of Violet's death, but since it was such a scandal, her fiancé broke off the engagement because he needed to keep his status Thomas Whaley came from a long line of successful businessmen and one of the same for his sons. So he tried to get them all to go into any kind of business. Frank did all right for himself, but he never actually ran a business, so he wasn't successful in Thomas's eyes. George had zero interest in business. He was a talented violin player and wanted to be a professional musician, which did not go over well with his father. So he left home at the age of 19, moved into brothels, and started drinking. And to really stick it to his father, George changed his last name from Whaley to his mother's maiden name and became George de Lanay. It's got a ring. Uh, not surprisingly, Thomas died from a, quote, fit of rage Ooh. in 1890. What do you think that really was? A heart attack? attack. Mm-hmm. Well, we all knew. <laughs> I like fit of rage, though. Yeah. It sounds... He probably was really angry right before. Oh, Sent mm-hmm. him right into a heart attack. It's like the movies where they're really 
pink and and mad, and then they just keel over. They're all strained in the face. Both boys returned to the home after Thomas died. Anna Amelia died in 1905. Anna, who was the mother, she had great-grandchildren by then who lived nearby and came to visit often. But one great-granddaughter, almost three years old, Marion Reynolds, was playing at her home and found a small jar that made noise when she shook it. She was able to get it open and found something sticky and sweet inside, and so she eats it. And later that evening, she spikes a high fever and starts violently vomiting, and unfortunately, she dies. The family eventually found that there was a jar of Kellogg's ant paste, which is pesticide in a mixture of honey and arsenic. Oh. And the rattling that she heard came from the cap on the jar, and it was by design. It was supposed to warn you of poison by sounding like a rattlesnake's tail. How how is she supposed to know that? They still have the jar. It does say poison on it. It does, but she's not even three. I know. And it makes the fun sound. Yeah, and tasted good. So while her death didn't happen at the Whaley House, staff feel like she returned to a place where she felt the most love and comfort and believe that her spirit hangs out in the dining room. People have reported something brushing up against their lower legs and something tugging at their pants when they stand by the table. Anna herself died in 1913. Frank died in 1914. George died in 1928. And Lillian was the last Whaley to live in the home. And she died there in 1953. So the family members who died inside the house were Thomas Jr., Violet, Anna, Frank, George, and Lillian. So just missing two people of the whole Whaley house. It's a lot of people. The house opened as a museum in 1960 and is currently maintained by the Save Our Heritage Organization. And as far as hauntings go, the Whaley's themselves reported activities. They would hear heavy footsteps in the house and people passing by saw apparitions in the windows. And they believed that the footsteps belonged to James Yankee Jim Robinson, who was a guy who had been hanged on the property for stealing a boat. Some believe that the home being built on old execution grounds is the reason for all the tragedies. Um, There is an archway in the parlor that marks the spot where Yankee Jim was executed. And this is according to Thomas Whaley, who was really proud of this feature in his home. And he said that he even attended Yankee Jim's execution himself. Wow. Okay, T-Whales. Yikes. Some have reported troubled breathing, a feeling of tightness around their neck, and even showing red marks on their neck when standing near or under that archway. Others report feeling a powerful presence inside the home and believe Yankee Jim is tormenting the living by leaving footprints, stomping on the floor, and making scary noises. Exactly. (laughs) Spooky. That's what I would do. Scary noises. Yes. The home was also built on an old cemetery, so I'm sure that doesn't help. Out of everywhere, I mean, there couldn't have been that many buildings in the town. Old cemetery, execution grounds, (laughs) equals cheap land. Let's put the house right there. You know where we should build on top of bones? Yeah. Nothing bad has ever happened when we do that. He's a businessman. He cares only about money, and so cheap land gave him his beautiful house. That was the hard way for a reason. He learns the hard way. It is spooky up in there. I don't think he cared. Workers and visitors have reported hearing strange, unexplained sounds, sights, and smells. Some believe this 
spirit remains of little Thomas Jr. They say they hear distant cries and giggles. And the most creepy thing to me in all of the world is the reports of hearing tiny footsteps. Aww. Like child like footsteps? Like children running. Little teeny tiny footsteps, which, oh, God, that creeps me out. Okay, yeah. Just toddling. Do, 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 do. Ghost that. children, I don't like it. It is a little creepy. The other family members are thought to be there as well with cold spots from Violet and reports of Toil looking down <laughs> from the top of the stairs and smelling lavender perfume, which was Anna's signature scent. Mm. Finally, the chandelier has, has been seen swinging back and forth and lights have been turned off and on without explanation and the presence of a lingering mist has been reported. Did you see anything? I did not see anything, no. I did get kind of a weird feeling whenever I was in the parlor. The parlor is where the archway is, that the execution happened, they feel weird things on their necks. I didn't feel anything on my neck, um, just kind of this weird chest discomfort. Huh. But of course, I was there with about 20 other people, and it's really hard to kind of focus in on your body when you're with others, especially strangers. Yes. So it was like a tour kind of thing. Yep. I just went on a like an, an hour tour, just a tour of the house. And I had a really good time. It's it's fun. It's set up like a museum that is just as the house was whenever it was kind of in the full swing of things. And I so wish awesome. I could stay overnight there, but I cannot. They don't allow overnights? They do overnight investigations. I don't think they do like a sleep in the house overnight. Ah, Plus, it's a museum, and so really the only thing you can sit on are the benches and the um, mock courthouse and the benches and the mock theater. Because you said it's preserved by the... Um, Historical Society. Yeah. yeah. Well, that explains all that. Essentially. Yep. Yeah. So, hmm. but it was fun. It's supposed to be one of the hottest, hot, most haunted places. The hauntedest? To the hauntedest like places in America. I would love to check it out someday. I invite you to San Diego. Thank you. On behalf of San Diego, she invites you. I feel welcome. <laughs> San Diego. Thank you. Well, one day. One day maybe we will make it to San Diego. It's on our list. All right. Thanks so much, Boyd Sin, for our paranormal episode. You guys can always find us at thetipsyghost.com with our socials linked from there or send us an email at thetipsyghost at gmail.com. Please give us a five-star rating or a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it and it really does help. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We will catch you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.